Alrighty, hello and welcome folks to the Sunshine Reformer podcast. My name is Greg. And my name is Gabriel. And thanks, of course, to S for, st- for stopping by. Um, so this week we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, every week we have a lot to talk about. Yeah. There's just so much happening as we inch nearer and nearer and closer and uncomfortably close to this election uh, week that's coming up. We're, we're what, only two weeks away or something like that? Uh, no? Something, I think three weeks? Uh, nope. November 3rd is election day. Uh, yeah. That is uh, three weeks away exactly tomorrow, something like that. So, Exactly. So um, it's, it's getting kind of wild out there. Uh, what's going on with you, Gabriel? Anything in your personal life that's fun and exciting? A lot of running around. Yeah. Oh, man, when you have family all over the state, um, driving is like a second job. A little ASMR. <laughs> here. Sorry to interrupt you. No, it's okay. <laughs> the sound of pouring a beer is actually really satisfying. Mm-hmm. But um, we drove... It's also really tasty. Yesterday, um, we, were, we were playing D&D. Oh. My family and I, we played D&D. I'm the DM. And, uh, I, pl- I just played D&D also recently. Nice. Uh, on Saturday. Are you the player or DM? I'm a player. Uh, my friend Robbie... Shout out to Robbie and Stacy, who I believe are listeners. Uh, we did a giant, um, it was like a nine-person game at a winery in Plant City over the weekend. So it was pretty and fun. And if you guys aren't listening, Greg will find out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They only live like two miles away, so I'll, I'll, get, them, I'll get them on board somehow. He will know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but uh, I was DMing, and then, like, in the middle, my brother's like, hey, what are we, what are we having to eat? And my mom uh, was like, oh, yeah, we're having this, 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 and this. Uh, and it's, like, all barbecue stuff. We're, like, they're doing ribs, they're doing, mm-hmm. like, chicken, and they're doing, like, burgers. It's all, right. I was like, oh, we only live, like, an hour and 50 minutes away from them. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're coming over. So, <laughs> so we were like, "Oh yeah, okay. We let's let's end now because we gotta get going now to make it by uh-huh. di- to, there by dinner." I take a shower, throw crap in my my backpack, and we're like, "We're gone. We were gone in like thirty minutes." And then, um, yeah, we drove back t- this morning, uh, cleaned the house, and then I went to Walmart to get some some clothing stuff. And now I'm back. That's my weekend. Woohoo! Nice. That's that's the most lo- exciting stuff. I love it. We, um, so I, like I just said, I went to, uh, there's a, a winery in, I believe it's Plant City, Lakeland area, which is on the way to Tampa from here, right off of I-4. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had a bunch of different wines and also beer on tap, <clears throat> which I was happy about, of course. Uh, and we met up with like, I don't know. Probably more than the CDC regulation. Let's be real here. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but uh, you know, the winery itself was very clean, and everybody was. All the staff was wearing masks and everything, so I felt as safe as, safe as I could have been. Um, but yeah, it was just basically like, hey, like show up uh, if you want to just drink, cool. If you want to play D and D, cool. And uh, my friend Robbie, like I just said, he was the DM, and he came up with a very quick. Uh, campaign that had to do with like pirate ships and krakens and 
all that kind of stuff. So um, it was just a lot of fun, and we just kind of got drunk and played D anD D. That's that's um, fun. That is so much pu- fun. There were puppy dogs, puppy dogs involved. Where they were outside running around. Uh, weather was beautiful, so it was beautiful today. Coming back, like we rolled down the windows this morning, it was seventy five. Uh-huh. It was it was just awesome. It's like my favorite time of year in Florida is the winter. It is right. It's well, starting to get that time of year. Winter, winter, winter. <laughs> it's really spring, winter, and fall. It's like the same because like spring gets like kind of cold sometimes. Fall gets kind of cold sometimes, and winter gets kind of cold sometimes. And the rest, exactly. and then and we have like I think six days where it's like freezing temperature, and that's not consecutive. That's like. Like one day will be eighty, the next day it's like freezing, and then it's like fifty the next day after that. Mm-hmm. So that's I I love this time of year. It's my favorite time of year. Feels so good. I agree. Humidity's down until the pollen oh. comes. That's when it that's oh. that's the indicator of it's ruined. It's done. Is when pollen until the here. what comes? The pollen. Oh, pollen. Yeah. And yeah. the oak oak trees just <laughs> inseminate cars with with yeah. the pollen. Just right. <laughs> I, I hear pumpkins are in, are in season or whatever. Yeah. Um, well, my grandmother, she's from New York, from upstate New York too. Uh, she yeah. grew up on a farm, and she said that uh, Florida, because it doesn't have like proper seasons, you can kind of grow anything almost any time of the year, with like exceptions of like obvious things like apples or you know, um, uh, like things that require like a cold, like a frost to uh, right. Uh, to, I don't know what the word is, but I guess to start germination, uh, some things require it to be frosty before it grows. Um, right. But aside from that, you can grow almost any, like I'm growing potatoes right now. This is not like the time of year for growing potatoes, but they're growing just fine. So <laughs> <laughs> I think well, you're I supposed to grow them in spring. I definitely have the room. Like I've got a giant backyard that I'd, I'm. I'm not going to try to stray too far away from the the point today, but. Yeah. I just took my car and I ripped. I don't know if you saw those pictures on the line chat. I did. Um, I ripped a giant tree stump out of the ground with my car that I feel very proud of because I didn't think it was going to work at all, and it totally did. <laughs> and so, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to just clear space in my backyard to try to do some gardening and you know put flowers in and just make it look better in general. And I'm just trying to do it all do it myself, do it yourself kind of thing. Um, because gardening, as it turns out, if you hire people to do it for you, is very expensive. Yes, it is. It is very <laughs> Landsca- expensive. Landscaping and, and whatnot. So it's going to be a slow burn, but I'm going to get it done. And I just love, uh, I haven't really been, I haven't been in a situation where I have a backyard to do anything in a long time. So I'm very excited about it. <laughs> I am too. <clears throat> yeah. I have a lot of stuff I got to work on my yard, but... That's that's got to be done done next year. Let's <laughs> let's move on to uh, some actually Why interesting here. things and not yes. our boring lives. <laughs> exactly, the people don't want to hear about our lives. And do you want to start that's with a, uh, a blog? Some of your gun stuff here because you got some uh, spicy spicy articles, spicy <sighs> spicy big, content. Yeah, you got some spicy yes. things happening here. I love it. All right, yes. So I'll go ahead and pull up the the Disney one. If you want to do the same. Yep. yep. And so what happened was, <laughs> I feel like 
you know, we had the guy shooting through the windshield last week, or uh, not the last episode, but the one before that. Um, I just feel like Orlando is just an, a magnet for craziness and crazy people. I don't know. In this case, I believe it was a tourist, but he was from South Florida, so it's still, still Florida. So this, um, so I live in Orlando, of course, as I've mentioned many times. I live only about, uh, sorry, there's like little fruit flies. I gotta do something about it. <laughs> Anyways, um, so I live only about uh, 20 minutes away from Disney World property. My wife and I go there quite often, or at least we did pre-COVID. Um, and as most people know, they've got hotels and 75 million people a year visit there. It's a very popular place in the world. And uh, as a result of all that, there, you know, there's lots of different people that visit. Well, this person in particular decided that because of what's going on in the world right now, that he was going to bring his AR-15 um, with him inside of his hotel room, um, which I think... You know, because I always kind of think about, like, I, I kind of put, try to put my, I know that I, I feel like I have a little bit more rational of a mind. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> I don't does. I don't necessarily think that this would be me, but mm -hmm. I do carry a firearm uh, with me everywhere I go. I have my concealed carry uh, permit. And so when I'm out in public, I usually have a firearm. And when I go to Disney World, though, because I go often, uh, I either leave it in my car, which I know you're not supposed to do, but whatever. Um, I feel like it's as safe as it's going to get in my car. Uh, or I just, if I know I'm going to be there for a while, like even if I was spending the night, um, if I was spending the night, I'd probably leave it in my hotel room. They do have safes in the hotel. Um, but at the very least, I definitely would not bring my AR-15 <laughs> with me Well, it's like hotel. that's the point of your concealed carry license is so that you can legally carry a concealable pistol or something with you, you know, right. if you have, I don't think if, I don't think there's anything that Disney could really charge him for. Right. Um, no, he was I'm not charged. I'm not familiar with any like laws aside from this, just being a news article, but to just hypothetically, if this went to court, I don't think a judge would rule in favor of anything because he brought a rifle. Um, I right. th think they would just say like, look, just keep it to your concealed carry next time. Don't don't bring additional. No need for it. Right. So Florida, as we mentioned in another episode, is not an open carry state. Um, but Disney World property is private property. And the way that um, if you talk to any of their uh, PR people or just call them and ask them about their firearms policy, they do not want firearms on their property mm -hmm. at all. However, of course... Mm -hmm. America being America, you can have your gun with you. I believe what it says here is that the hotel ended up, um, yeah, they just they just gave the firearms to the hotel to hold on to while he was there, and then when he left, they gave him back, and that was that. Because I believe he did have a concealed carry permit. Easy peasy lemon pajamas. Exactly, <laughs> but. Um, just, again, speaking from a tactical standpoint, or even if you really just want to take self-defense seriously, which is fine, um, just bring a handgun. Uh, the thing about an AR-15, and, and it's what I recommend to people that 
for example, live in apartment buildings um, or any other communal living space, um, AR-15 bullets very easily go through uh, walls and, and other uh, building material. Uh, maybe not brick, but you know what I mean. Uh, most hotels are made with, um, I don't want to say cheap, but just, you know, regular building materials in general not, are not efficient at all. <laughs> efficient, yes. Efficient. <laughs> Affordable. Uh, and so having an AR-15 in general um, in, a, in a hotel room like that is a very poor choice, uh, especially if you find yourself in the very unlikely chance that you're going to have to defend yourself uh, inside of your hotel room, you shoot that thing, it's going to go through walls, you're probably going to hit somebody else that you don't intend on hitting, and then that does open up a giant can of worms for you. So I would say don't do that. I would say if you really want to, bring a handgun. I would probably bring my handgun with me, even if I was staying on property um, at a hotel. I ha I've definitely taken my gun with me in my travels, uh, only I haven't really traveled outside of Florida in a while, but uh, when I have gone to hotel rooms and stuff, I've I bring my gun with me. So that's all I have to say about that. People are crazy. Don't bring your AR-15 to Disney World. Another thing is like it was the hotel. <laughs> all I could see is um, they would also want to prevent like another Las Vegas shooter thing because mm. this goes back to if you have a concealed carry. You have no, you have absolutely zero reason to bring any additional weapon. I, extra mags, sure, yeah, you know, uh, that that probably is reasonable. But mm -hmm. I, I think a lot of hotel uh, managers and uh, uh, maybe like corporate owners, like Disney in this case, would probably be a lot more concerned with um, with rifles being uh, carried through like hotels and such, just because you know. They don't. They don't want to be at the epicenter of something like that. Um, Very true. Um, I could just see. And Disney's all about PR. They're. They're. They would do. They would kill people uh, to make sure. <laughs> I say that ironically. Like in a video game, they would yeah. not actually kill people, but they would. Yeah. They would go really far out of their way to make sure that the PR in relation to that uh, <laughs> would be cleaned up and uh, tidied up to some extent. Right, so, and that's why. You know, even in the article, it just says that, you know, no arrests were made. Um, the person was not violent. They were they were there legally. They were carrying legally, all that kind of stuff. There's no language that suggests mm -hmm. that he's a terrorist or, like, yeah. you know, has, has any ties to anything. And for all we know, it, again, it was just some probably right-wing supporting person uh, who was afraid of Antifa and all that. I think that's actually what it said. He said because of uh, unrest or whatever that's going on in the world. Um, because of riots and civil unrest going on down south and in central Florida area, according to happening. the report. That's what he told the deputies, by the way. He brought it for yeah. safety. The man also told deputies he had a 9mm handgun in his backpack. The man right. who had concealed uh, weapons permit also had with him three rifle magazines, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and that's, that looks like that's all that is said about that. Yeah. So I don't recommend it from a tactical standpoint. I don't recommend it because it's Disney world. And like you just said, they are not to be trifled with. Um, even though you're not breaking any laws, 
whatever. What I think is really funny about this, real quick, is uh, the hotel worker noticed the bag was heavy to lift and unzipped it. Oh, yeah. And found Mm -hmm. the AR-15. I'm thinking, like, buddy, what the hell did you put on your AR-15 to make it heavy? What? (laughs) Well, I mean, maybe it was, like, a flimsy bag or something. It it could be. And it was just not proportionately uh, weighted or something. But I just find it interesting that, I mean, the dude's obviously carrying bags all day, you know? Right. (laughs) I also find it weird that that he just, like, decided to unzip it. Yeah, like, that's no reason to do that. Um, I don't know. You're right. That is interesting. For- I forgot about that detail. And of course, we wouldn't even have this article in front of us if it weren't for that person. Yeah, probably a little nosy. Uh, yeah, personally, I wouldn't want that. <laughs> uh, even, like, what if you unzipped it and found nothing? And then like, it's like you just went through someone's private right. luggage. Oh, because right. it was heavy. I, what right. if I carry a million dollars worth of cash? That shit's heavy. Cash, yeah. look, cash, once you stack it up, that ain't that ain't light. I don't want someone <laughs> going through. I don't want. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Whoop. I'll, That's I'll, okay. <laughs> I'll pin it. <laughs> Coming up with these scenarios, yeah. Um, moving on, right? Yeah. We've got, um, so we'll, we'll, we'll end, or we'll, we'll go here, and then we'll end with the, um, the one about gun sales. Uh, okay. So this one, so I, I, I know we like to keep it Florida on this uh, podcast, but I, I'm from Michigan, and I still have uh, friends and family that live there. So I typically try, I still follow their politics um, and uh, kind of what's going on there. And this was kind of interesting to me. Uh, Michigan bans open carry of guns at polling locations on Election Day. Um, so here's my feeling on this. I mentioned in another episode and i think gabriel we were uh we had we agreed in in this uh on this issue of open carrying i i am for open carrying i don't believe um that there's any reason to suggest or any evidence to suggest that it makes you a target or anything like that um will people get maybe uncomfortable if you walk around you know a, a whole foods for example or something Maybe, but I think in general people might just look at you and then just carry on with their day. Um, as far as going into like government buildings and like court courtrooms or courthouses or whatever, police stations, that kind of thing, I don't think I would ever feel the need to open carry into uh, a situation like that. And I think this kind of extends into that category for me. I don't think if I if I was going into a polling location, um, I don't feel like I would have the a need or, or or anything like that to go and bring my gun into a polling location. So the fact that this is even a thing, I think, is kind of uh, you know just kind of reflective of again like our just our current situation in in our in our country, the current political situation. People feel the need to bring AR-15s into places that, that they don't uh, need to, like uh, even though it is like Disney. Well, this is open carrying. So if you're open carrying an AR-15 into a polling location, I, I don't know. I just think that's a little bit of overkill, um, so to speak. <laughs> Pun not intended. Um, and think- you're, just trying, you're just trying to draw attention to yourself. 
So I think this is a direct result of two things. First of all, obviously, like the book, the the book thing that happened last week or two weeks ago, whatever it was, with the uh, oh, okay. uh, attempted, the attempted yeah, coup. the attempted uh, kidnapping coup, whatever you want to call it, of the uh, <clears throat> of the uh, Michigan governor, mayor, or something like that. Uh, governor, governor. And then, of course, there was attempted one in Kentucky as well. Um, I think I linked that in the yes. link chat. Um, I heard about that. That happened uh, earlier last week, something like that. Um, I So first of all, that. I think it's a response to that. And then secondly, I think it's a response to uh, Trump's open call to uh, have Republican people or conservative people standing at and like poll watching. Um, and I, I don't want to misquote or anything. Um, I, I'll see if I can find it, but I think he also loosely said something along the lines that would basically come around to like intimidation. Um, I don't, don't quote me on that. I'll look for something later. Um, but it sounds like it's in response to that. And Mm -hmm. we have had, uh, a few instances, I think it was in North or South Carolina uh, the past couple weeks, where in some early voting locations, there were some conservatives that were charged with voter intimidation um, mm. as a result of it. So I could see I could see this being a response to those two things specifically. Um, right. You know, I, he's, there's already been instances of voter intimidation this year alone. Um it wouldn't be a, a, a hard leap to make to say that it very well could be escalated just by the fact that somebody's open carrying uh, in a uh, in a polling look and of in a voting location. Right. Hopefully yeah. it won't. I hope to God not. But <laughs> things happen. So yeah. Well, it's the other thing I just thought about as you were saying that is, um, you know. There's a time and a place to do protesting. Um, you know, most while we do recognize and and uh, acknowledge that there is left and right wing fighting going on between people. Um, I think the majority of people just want to go cast their fucking ballot yep, yep. and go home, and they don't want to have to fucking deal with you know people at protests open carrying or whatever. You know that's been going on uh, recently. I know I don't. I know that I've I've got a schedule. I, I actually was planning on opening. Or, or I was planning on early voting uh, today, which is uh, today is the first day for Orange County um, to early vote. I probably have to go tomorrow because I'm not going to have time today. Mm-hmm. But the point is, is I I've got stuff to do just like everybody else. And you know, I, in my opinion, it's a worse crime. Uh, to do voter intimidation uh, than just to show up with a firearm and just, you know, live your life or whatever. So that's crazy to me. I didn't even know that voter intimidation was happening, although it doesn't surprise me at all, of course. Yeah. And and again, (laughs) that's something I didn't actually intend to... I haven't actually read any of these articles. I don't know if you guys know this, but when we do these articles, we do these things separately, and then we, like, see them at the same time. Um, cause you mean you and me? Yeah. You, you and I, cause it's supposed yeah. to be like, kind of like a learning experience for the two of us as well. Right. You know? Right. So I actually, I, w- I kind of, part of me kind of wishes I, I had looked into this just a little bit before because, um, then I could have brought that up, but I'll just provide the, um, 
I'll just provide the source for the voter so, intimidation so what, in the description. So what happens with intimidation? Is it just like, do they know just by looking at you, like, who you're going to vote for? Um, <laughs> well, I mean, st- it's, stereotyping is a thing. Um, and the reason why voter intimidation, at least as far as I can remember, uh, is, a, is a crime is that historically, uh, when people would go to vote, um, it used to be the case that it was like incredibly open and it was very non-private. It was very public. Um, and then... Uh, I think this is when it happened, was it the early 1900s when uh, big corporate entities um, were hiring people to go to the polls to make sure you voted for the candidate who would benefit the corporate entities. Mm. And if you didn't, you would get fired. Um that's how that's I believe in the United States that's how it started. I'll see if I can find some historical docs on that. Um that's crazy. In addition to that, when the civil rights movement happened, and even prior to that, when uh, just black people first started to be able to vote in the United States, um, there was a lot of voter intimidation there. And to some extent, there still is. Uh, maybe not directly at the polls as much, <clears throat> but it does exist um, prior to people going to the polls. And then when women got their, their right to vote... Um, Which wasn't that long ago. That wasn't that long ago. It was only at the beginning of the... Tw- I think... Of a little over a hundred years ago, something like that. Not that long ago. That's crazy. um, When women started, you know, getting the right to vote as well, they would go to vote, and of course, we'd see it again. Voter intimidation started happening during that time. Um, So it's a thing. Uh, So yeah, stereotyping does come into play. Um, Of course, Uh, also like if you roll up in a car and you've got like a biden harris sticker or even a bernie sticker like that's just that goes back to last week we were talking about it you know you're painting a target on yourself now like like you pull up in that car they know you're obviously not going to vote for trump you know right (laughs) even even if even if you decided last minute you're going to vote for like a third party or something you know right so there's that Well, I'll tell the motherfucker to run up on me and see what happens. <laughs> <sighs> I can't even fucking imagine, man. It's just the, it's the most insane thing. It's um, it's so stupid. But it's a tactic, and I mean, I guess it works because there's a crime against it, or there's there's laws against it. Well, it, it, so, it can't be that widespread, right? I don't know. I don't think it's that widespread, but I'm not also that familiar with like any specific statistics, so anecdotally yeah. i'm not i've never heard of it being widespread but well, uh, maybe i'm wrong i mean I could, I, could, I could be wrong there yeah i'm gonna go vote tomorrow probably and i'll i'll report back and see what happens you'll look you'll look at everybody with like a very stern yes i'm gonna have nothing but a, an angry look on my face the whole time <laughs> <laughs> all right and then i'll just i'll have this you know on my hip or whatever <laughs> my handgun um, all right, yeah, so moving on from there, um, a more happy and positive and normal headline, uh, which is no shock to anybody, anybody who uh, owns guns, even if you just have one gun and you are uh, <clears throat> just on the bare level of, uh, or the, you know, the surface level of, of gun ownership, um, you know that guns have been popular this year 
And so we've got 2020, a record year for gun sales in Florida. It says firearms purchases, firearms purchase background checks conducted by the Florida Department of Law Enforcement show a record number of Floridians are taking up arms this year. Uh, gun industry insiders say civil unrest and the election have created a perfect storm for increased demand. More than 1.1 million background checks have been conducted since the start of 2020. With two and a half months to go in the year, it's already smashed the previous record set in 2016. Um, we've seen an unprecedented, we've seen an unprecedented amount of, uh, number of people coming and buying guns, says Charlie Strickland, owner of Talent Tactical Outfitters in Midway, Florida. I don't know where that is. Uh, Strickland says it's not necessarily typical gun buyer stocking up. Huge numbers of minorities, women, and those numbers are growing. Which is good. It's super Which is good. good. Um, yeah. And it, look, it says right here, the increase in concern has caused a lot of people on both sides of the political spectrum. Um, we see a lot of people who are very liberal on a lot of subjects are, are in here buying guns to protect themselves. Which is shocker. Good. It's great. Yeah. And it's I'd, uh, I'd love to understand what the actual <clears throat> what the actual meaning of liberal is there because. <laughs> Because everybody knows uh, all liberals are communists. <laughs> We're basically all the same. Yeah. So I would love to under I would love to know like if they actually intended like liberals like Democrats who have no other understanding of the meaning uh, beyond um, like uh, so- social democracy like a sock dem. Um, or right. if they use liberal as loosely, <clears throat> as liberally, as uh, as conservatives will sometimes with like, oh yeah, if you're liberal, you're a communist. Like, right. Well, okay. The end. The end. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd like I'd like to know that. Um, yeah. Because it'd be really cool to break that out and see how many uh, like moderate Democrats maybe are actually like now applying and and uh, getting guns and all this stuff. It'd be cool to right. see if that's the case. It could just be the case that it's just us who are in the far left who probably wouldn't consider ourselves liberals, um, at least well, by this use. Right. Um, the thing that, you know, you can say that there's 1.1 million uh, background checks in Florida or whatever. I know that myself personally, um, three of those were, were for me. Um, I physically purchased three firearms um was it three this year i think it was at least three maybe four i can't remember um and so you know you kind of have to account for stuff like that where it's just one person buying multiple firearms which obviously does happen i'm planning on buying a couple more next week also (laughs) well also the ones that aren't done this way this is just the uh like through ffls and stuff I purchased a firearm through a friend um, just because he was getting a new gun and he didn't need or want his old gun. So I bought private sales. I brought, I yeah, private sales. Um, Yeah. So that doesn't even include private sales. It certainly doesn't. And I don't, I don't think, um, I don't think privates. I'm really sorry. These flies are just, I got to get on Amazon tonight and buy a fucking fly killer thing. Um, it's not. Uh, I, I think that private sales obviously does happen. I think 
but the majority of gun buying is probably done through FFLs. Yeah. Um, I don't think most, especially uh, first-time buyers, they're, they're not buying getting a new on, gun. They're, they're buying, buying a new gun, gun probably from off the internet. Probably off the internet, or just you know at different lo- you know sh- uh, gun mm-hmm. shops that are around Florida. Um, but I would be interested to see what the percentage of private sales is, and obviously it's not regulated, so there's no way we can get that information. Um, It'd probably be some like big brainiac kind of person who graduated from like Harvard, Stetson, and like MIT simultaneously with seventeen yeah. doctorates, who uh, just like can can count like I don't know, <laughs> just some guy who's like, oh yeah, it's probably uh, this many. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it's probably a lot, but you know, not definitely not the majority. Yeah, um, and then you know, but it is. It's it, it, going back to the 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 politics of gun buying um, and the numbers. It's uh, so I, I've kind of been doing some very very small uh, sample size, um, not trolling, but just so like I'm a part of. Uh, we've talked about like the atheism thing, so I'm a part of a couple different atheist uh, Facebook groups mm-hmm. uh, on Facebook, of course. And a couple other just non-gun but sort of left-leaning groups or whatever. And every once in a while, somebody will start talking about you know politics or whatever, and I'll say, "Oh, I'm left-leaning and I carry a handgun every day." And da 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 da. Um, one of them, uh, my wife and I used to do the Disney races. The they've got the half marathons and they're all like princess themed and all of these different things. And they're not doing them any no, anymore now, of course, uh, because of COVID. But uh, there's a, a big giant Facebook page, um, or group, rather, that's uh, Run Disney. Like, it's a Run Disney group, and there's probably sixty or 70,000 people in the group. And this wasn't that long ago. Maybe, I think, two or three weeks ago, somebody posted an article about a woman who was attacked while running. And again, this is a non-political, just run Disney group, you know, whatever. And I just said, hey, if you're a woman or a man, whatever, and you feel like you're vulnerable when you go out for a run, when you've got your headphones on and you can't hear your surroundings, maybe carry a fucking firearm. They sell these little tiny, like Ruger LCP2s. Um, they come in 380 and 22 long rifle. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what my my wife carries the three eighty one. Twenty two will still kill, by the way, for anybody who's going to start raging in the comment section or something like that. <laughs> Twenty two will abs- will absolutely kill. It. It'll still kill. Yeah. Uh, they used that. Um, well, farmers use it, um, and I I did FFA too. Uh, Twenty two well placed to like a pig will just will kill it. Um, oh yeah, you know. You're not, you know, you're not wrestling with it. It's domesticated. You just walk up to it and like, pow, that's what you use because it's cheap and it's, it's there. So yeah. And those guns, those guns are smaller than an iPhone. You know, they fit right in the palm of your, of your hand. Uh, the 22 version actually comes with 10 round magazines. Hey, that's nice. So that's plenty to do what you got to do. If somebody's, uh, if you're running and, and, and somebody attacks you from behind or whatever, you pull that bitch out and just start shooting. And, and it's you're... super cheap. And it's inexpensive. Absolutely. So anyway, so I made, I've made i been making these comments on these Facebook pages that are non-gun and non-political. 
and you would be surprised how many, um, you know, staying outside of the of the categories that we usually put ourselves in. Uh, how many people are like, oh yeah, I'm a liberal, but I bought a gun this year or mm-hmm. whatever. You know that that story. Uh, I've seen that story happen many many times on on the Facebook comments, and that's just me just talking to people on the internet. So to see how how um, widespread it is, I I have a prediction that within the next five to ten uh, years, if you want to call it the next two election cycles, I can. S- uh, imagine seeing the gun argument drop off a little bit on the liberal side of things, on the I democratic so. side. I of really things. hope so because I feel like um, I feel like people who run for uh, office, especially the, like the larger offices like Senate, Congress, and President, mm-hmm. um, I feel like they're required to at least talk about it. Like, what's sure. your position? And that's fair. That's that's fair. You know, there's been a lot of travesty. I mean, a tragedy um, over the over the recent years, at least when it comes to like specifically like school shootings. Um, but first of all, it's a Second Amendment right. So repealing that in any form or fashion, or even creating laws that would uh, in any way impede on that, which are which is very difficult to do, um, would be well, difficult to do. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, because if you do that, um, any anybody can just go like to the courts and just run up the courts until they get to like the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court is probably going to rule in favor of the of uh, the Second Amendment, um, right? Just because That's- it's an amendment. And then the only way to undo that so that the Supreme Court can't rule on that, you'd have to repeal it. Which means you have to now get like or, or, amend, or amend it or amend it like with the alcohol. Yeah prohibition you just right. do another amendment which both of those options are incredibly difficult to do um right that's just so it's just not going to happen um that's that's the biggest thing that like really really pisses me off about well not okay i should read <laughs> that's not the biggest <laughs> thing that pisses me off about the republicans but just like you know I, i'm sure if, if you've been on the internet for more than two seconds you've seen the ads let's say you go on YouTube or whatever, you've seen the ads for Donald Trump and for Biden. I think they're Mm -hmm. both annoying, but the number one thing that I I think is annoying, and we get these mailers in the fucking mail too now. (laughs) Um, It's fucking same. So many, so so many trees. But like, and I know that it's all just smear tactics and whatever, but saying that the, the Democrats are going to take away your guns is just not going to happen. It ain't. Because of what you just mentioned. The Second Amendment is not going anywhere anytime yeah. soon. It's just not. And then and, another thing is, like, even if, let's just say, for the sake of argument, we got 80% of the Senate Democrat, we got 80% of, the, of Congress Democrat, we have a president mm-hmm. who's Democrat, let's say mm-hmm. they do make an amendment and for some reason it gets through. And or they repeal the Second Amendment, whatever, whatever the case is, mm-hmm. I would doubt. Even still, you could probably still go to the Supreme Court and say this is unconstitutional, right? And I have a feeling that because of previous precedent made, um, that they would just be like, "Oh yeah, uh, turn." The-. Now I'm not like a constitutional lawyer or anything. Um, I might be wrong on this, 
But I have a feeling that because of, again, previous president, uh, precedent that has gone through in the past, that they would just be like, yeah, this is, this is uh, not cool. And they just like, no, right. screw this. this. You can't do this anymore. <laughs> and so, and then the other, the, the actual, hello, I am coming from uh, post-production, the editing, and I'm just uh, going to be here to advise that uh, we're going to be talking about uh, suicide uh in related in relation to gun deaths and such um and if you are uncomfortable with that or is that or that's something that you are unable to to handle uh i advise you skip over this part to 53 minutes argument non-legal argument would be that uh we shouldn't repeal it because it wouldn't make a difference we should just get better healthcare systems here because 66% of gun deaths um, or roundabout are relate are Besides. suicidality. Uh, so it's a mental health issue. Um, mm-hmm. And this is something the Republicans should have gone with, but you know, they don't give a shit about health care. So it would have been very difficult for them to hold this position for too long. I know right. they did do this for a little bit. Well, it's mental health. Uh, we gotta, we gotta address mental health. Okay. Well, let's address mental health. And I think that's right. where like a lot of Democrats who still feel, um, uh, they still feel like we need to get rid of guns is because uh, they, whether they realize this or not, Republicans didn't address mental health the way they should have back when it was being used as an excuse to not do anything with guns. You know, have we talked about like what we think? Well, I, ha- I have my opinions, of course, but I'm, I don't think we've talked about like what is scientifically proven. Um, that's going to be like the biggest thing to get rid of gun violence and, and weapon violence and stuff in I don't America. Think, I don't think we've had that discussion, but I would bet um, healthcare would probably be so, like, <clears throat> if you could pick one thing, if I could pick one thing, it'd be healthcare. And I think that would address more than just gun issues. It would address like yeah. a lot of poverty issues, a lot of crime issues. Um, and I think it would help start, uh, we'd start seeing uh, impoverished communities um, and some minority communities being able to actually like participate in a way that conservatives like to bootstrap about, you know, like, well, if you only did this, it's like, well, right. if we did, if we actually provided things, you know, I would say healthcare, but what do you, what is it? I mean, you sound like you yeah. know about this. Yeah. So I, I, well, that was one of the first things that I looked into, like when, trying to come up with um, talking points for talking to liberals about guns Mm -hmm. is first of all, as you mentioned, how high the suicide rate is for firearms. It far outweighs uh, violent homicides and even like police killings and stuff like, and accidental discharges too. Yeah. It's, it's higher than all of that. And so as I've uh, mentioned before, I used to be uh, in a group, a, na- a national group, uh, called the, the Liberal Gun Club. Mm-hmm. And shout out to them. Uh, they are a smaller group, of course, than, like, let's say the SRA um, or even the, the National African American Gun Association. Um, but they, they're, they're a group, nonetheless, that's full of very passionate and intelligent people. Liberals, of course. Uh, if you want to use that word, I don't typically like that word but that's fine um and so they are again a a a group of people that are passionate about firearms just like you and i are and and people Mm -hmm. in the sra and they're left-leaning 
And so their their website is actually really great. Um, it's got a little a lot of really good information on it as far as um, stuff for first time gun owners. Uh, just a lot of really good resources out there for left leaning firearms people. Uh, but right here, and I'll actually let me let me send you the link real quick so I can um, so you can put it up. And you can navigate, uh, you know, they've got a bunch of different stuff here. But when you look at, is it training? Okay. Do you have the link? Yeah, I just pulled it up. Okay, so if you go to the About Us section, you in the first one right there, Root Cause Mitigation. So this is a really, really great... Oh, this is awesome. Um, this is basically uh, what I spent like hours trying to research, all like all summed up. <laughs> exactly. So I, I think this was written by an, a gentleman by the name of um, Ed Harris, who is the de facto uh, chapter, or um, I should say national uh, president. They have a board, but like, you know, of their leadership, whatever. But um, <clears throat> as I just said, it literally goes through every single, um, you know, reason of, of uh, firearms violence. So suicide, homicide, um, mass, mass shootings, um, and just all that kind of stuff. And then it also talks about uh, what needs to be done or what should be done in a perfect world that would mitigate these causes. Literally root cause mitigation. And uh, so it basically just to sum it up, it just talks about how important healthcare is, how important uh, the wealth gap is, education, um, all of these things that, you know, for the most part, we all are, you know, care about and are trying to push in society um, I wholeheartedly believe that if we had universally, um, I don't want to say universal health care, but just health care that's uh, available to everybody, um, either at, a, at an affordable rate or just whatever you want to call that, um, accessible health care for everybody, um, education that was affordable and accessible, and had the, the the wage situation figured out, I really believe that we could have guns in this country and that uh, firearms violence, um, specifically suicide, because that's the number one thing, uh, I think all of that would drop dramatically if if all of these other things were put into place um, on, a, on a large scale. So that's kind of where I was going with that. <laughs> Real quick, two things on this. <clears throat> one is going to yeah. be like a point. The other one's actually like you kind of helped me transition a little bit. So I'm going to use, I'm going to piggyback off that to transition. But um, yeah. the first thing is uh, there is a counter argument to this, which I disagree with. And I have a counter argument to the counter argument. The counter argument <laughs> to this would be like, well, if we just, well, a quick fix would be if we take away X guns or whatever x gun type of gun whatever however many whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. um kind of we band. could reduce the death rate from suicide dramatically because um it's harder to kill yourself you know guns have a higher success rate of 
of uh, uh, finishing the act, so to speak. Right, successfully killing yourself. Yes, um, yeah. I guess I'll have to. We'll have to put a trigger warning in the beginning of this. I'll go back and I'll add a trigger warning. But um, mm. uh, the counter argument to that is that you will see a decrease in gun related or suicide gun death, but you will see an increase of attempts. So you haven't you haven't fixed the problem. You've just made it. You've made the suffering for these people last longer with scars, mm. so to speak. Um, because if they're driven to that point, um, and I think there's some other statistics where it's like people who, um, have access to other means are less likely to attempt in the first place. I think if Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if that's correct. I think I've heard that and I'll see if I can find some statistics for that. But even still, you'd still have an increase of attempts while maintaining that decrease of deaths with whatever measures you took. And I would say uh, you did nothing in that case. Like, you, you did right. nothing to actually help the problem. You just shifted how the problem uh, has, like, what the end result of that problem is. Mm-hmm. You've done nothing to do. You've, 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 effect- you've effectively sat there and you virtue signaled to yourself uh, and, and to people of your in-group. And that's not right. fair to those people who really do need help really do need to see somebody or get the mental uh, psychiatrics that would help, you know, offset whatever issues they may have. Um, mm-hmm. you've, it, it, that's just terrible. That's just not, an, that's not good. That's not good enough. Right. Um, so that's depressing. What was your, what was your, car, what was your counter argument though? Uh, the, the counter argument was that second portion was that you would just, you would see the increase of attempts and the, while the decrease of deaths would happen, you, that would do nothing. You are doing mm-hmm. nothing to actually help these people. You know? So you don't think that increasing mental health... Like, no, no. What I'm saying is that the people, the people who would say, well, if you just get rid of guns in the first place, you would decrease the death rate. Uh, my counter... Oh, to, I, okay. Yeah, the counter to that would be... Sorry, I didn't specify. I should have put a little there. But uh, <laughs> decre- just because you decrease the death rate doesn't mean that you've decreased the issue. The issue right. is people getting to the point that they feel suicide is the correct option. Right. Um, which is the root cause. Which, was, which is the issue, whether it be depression, right. loneliness, um, uh, mental instability because you don't have access to the drugs you need, um, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, fixing these issues actually fixes the problem. Right. Not taking the guns away because everybody has a kitchen knife. Right, you know. Well, that's 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 the whole argument in um, in famously anti-gun nations mm-hmm. is they've taken the guns away, but it, look at it. okay. So here's what it is: they've taken the guns away, which is whatever. It's almost like a moot point because they still have ex- access to health care mm-hmm. way over and uh, uh, above the United States. Exactly, I'm talking about like most European countries and. You know, most whatever, uh, most Western nations. Developed yeah. nations and such. They have better access to health care, better access to education, and they don't have a, a, a wealth uh, salary gap. There's there's people that are getting paid properly, and they have access to resources that are, that are helpful. Is it perfect? No, of course. It's not perfect. But it's so much better than the system that we have here in the United States. And I think that's the... the 
beat to death, you know, stuff that we're talking about. Well, you can look um, at Japan. Japan has one of the highest attempted suicide rates in the entire world. Really? Um, one of the highest. They have mm. absolutely no tolerance gun uh, regulation. Uh, they don't do the gun thing at all. Right. Um, obviously, guns didn't help there. <laughs> or I guess taking, I mean, taking them away didn't help there. Um, right. They have other issues that they got to deal with. Uh, that right. also could, I need a double, I need a, well, I'll go back and I'll source everything like I, <laughs> I tend to do. But um, right. that may have changed. I know that's been a pr- very consistent number in uh, at least the first 10 years of the 21st century. I'm very certain mm-hmm. that was a very consistent number and mostly unchanged. Um, that could have changed now since they are an aging population. Um, they're getting older. So, right. uh, and they also have a, n- another thing about Japan that's really bad. They have a no, like virtually no immigration policy. <laughs> mm. That's another thing. So people, you can't live there? It's Well, you could. There's like a lot of complicated visa measures you have to take. You have to be working there. You have to, you know, be super sponsored or something. It's uh, hmm. very difficult to live there as a non-native. Uh, wow. So I didn't know that. And that's why they have a super aging population, because as a nation develops, they're less likely to have uh, as many children to keep up with the population's need, mm-hmm. or needs, mm-hmm. plural. And uh, because of that, they're not supplement. They don't have any means of supplementing their population growth, so they start to see a population decline because fewer people are having more kids. Um, and yeah, that's that's a big reason why immigration is very important for uh, a nation's health, growth, and development. Right. Uh, and maintenance, just maintenance too. So anyway. Whew. Anyways. That was we're, we're, unpacking, we're, we're unpacking a lot here. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess we'll, let's transition to... Yeah, that's all I have to say about that. I am going to put a poll um, just kind of as on a personal note. Um, I, am, it, I have a opportunity, let's just put it that way, to purchase or change my carry gun <laughs> in a positive way. Um, I mean, the gun I have, let's, let's just... Put it to rest. I've talked up my carry gun a lot on this uh, podcast a lot. Talked about canning firearms a lot, despite the politics surrounding the brand and the country of Turkey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really want to get into that because that's a whole episode, I think, in and of itself, or at least a whole my side of the topic. But there are lots of guns out there that are really cool, and I've always just wanted to do, since I kind of got back into guns a couple of years ago, I've been wanting to get my my dream build, kind of so to speak, uh, going. So um, I, I don't know if you know. Sound off in the comments. I don't know how many people we actually have on YouTube or whatever uh, or Twitter, um, but you know, I, I'm looking for you know basically carry size, so Glock 19 size guns, so CZP10C, or I I used to have a Smith and Wesson M&P. Um, I wouldn't be above getting that again just you know what is your favorite car- uh, concealed carry handgun and why um have you done anything to customize it uh you know all that kind of stuff out there i'm always looking for to see uh, what people have done on their own to sort of make uh whatever gun they buy like more of their own personal style and stuff like that so and that's what uh, I'm he be plans doing. on carrying it with the extended 40 round magazines um, yes 
Exactly. And, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> that's you, how we do it. In Florida. You got to find a matching holster and like uh, and pants that'll support that. Yeah, I got to change my entire wardrobe. Probably buy a new house. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the, for, for those who don't know, for the forty round magazine was a joke. <laughs> yes, it is a joke. But yeah, so that's what I'm going to be doing. So if that's that's going to be my my own personal project coming up. So I'll I'll maybe I'll post some pics to the um, the to gram the, to the gram and to the twit the Twitter stream and uh, show what I'm going to buy and I'll have to make all those decisions. Probably with probably within the next week or so. Well, it's the internet, so, so you have to get a Yeet Cannon. I don't know what your obsession is with the stupid it's, Yeet Cannon. It was cannon. just so funny. It was a great meme. <laughs> it was such a good meme. It was a great short-lived meme. Uh, high point pistols, as I've said before, are yeah. a great novelty. Um, maybe one day I'll have one. I just as I just joke. can't. As a joke, yeah. I'm just not at that point in my gun ownership. Uh, roadmap right now to to buy a joke gun. So that's fine. Maybe one day. One, one day. <laughs> I'll I'll keep looking on the gun on Gunbroker for like a broken one because it's inevitable. Right. Uh, I'll keep looking for. Even broken if I had one. the slide, the slide would be fine. Yeah, because that's all. That's all that's really different is the. Um, I'm it pretty just sure says you'd can it on the slide, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So <laughs> it's not special. Yeah. All right. Go on and and. Uh, Tell the people about your your content. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> I know that just like clipped really hard for everybody. Yep. Um, so, okay. all right, I just pulled it up here. So I have 2020census.gov. All right. I'm going to start this bit out with, if you haven't filled the census out yet, fill the census out like yesterday i don't um, think i've done that fill fill it out <laughs> fill it out it's super important um i'm not memeing you it obviously only happens like officially once every 10 years in the united what states what is the website 2020 uh, 2020census.gov okay i just want to be there with you yeah <clears throat> it says and, they finished uh, collecting responses so um have they I know, I know the uh, Trump won a case to shorten the census collection from the Supreme Court. So, and I haven't kept up on the specific date for that yet. I feel so bad if that's the case. I'm um, I'm a hundred percent sure that I didn't fill out the census this year. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Greg! Well, we we moved like two times in the last. I would I would months. say that the census is probably more important than uh, voting. Um, I think I'd say you're probably right. It's it's more. I would say I would argue, and um, I might get initial reaction, negative reaction, or uh, not negative, but uh, I'd probably get event- uh, an initial uh, counter reaction. From the, by saying this, I think it's more important than voting. I also think it's more important than actual like activism, um, mm-hmm. protesting and such. The reason why is because the census dictates representation and funding to different areas. Mm-hmm. So, uh, first of all, I have an article up here, by the way. It's, it basically talks about why uh, the, there's an importance of uh, the census data. Uh, first of all, it's redistricting. So your state's representatives, um, as you know, 
Um, every state gets, uh, I believe it's two Congress members, and then the Senate seats are determined by the uh, per- the amount of population you have. So it's a specific mm-hmm. percentage of population. That's why there's like, f- what, 400-something Senate seats or something mm-hmm. like that, but there's only um, like 100 congressmen or con- Congress people or whatever, whatever right. the case is. So... Thus, um, if you've noticed, on most most states right now have to vote for a senator um, in their district. Um, if you look at a Senate map, you'll see that it's broken up in a bunch of different pieces on your state. Okay, those lines get redrawn, and people could gain or lose representation based on how the census turns out for those areas. Mm-hmm. So, first of all. Your Senate seat <coughs> is determined by the census. Um, secondly, federal funding census as well, because different regions, different demographics change as things change, of course. Texas, if you were to look up Texas uh, population and demographic information 30 years ago, they would have been a fairly consistent, uh, fairly non-changing state. And... Hold on, I'm getting a call. I'm just going to end this real quick. Fairly consistent, fairly non-changing state as ter- in terms of demographics, but recently, because of the <clears throat> because of the lack of water in California, as well as the forest fires and other national disasters there, as well as lack of opportunity in a lot of other places, Texas is one of the uh, fastest growing states in the U.S. currently. Mm-hmm. It's also becoming more left-leaning. Uh, so that's why I think I said this either last episode or two episodes ago, Texas, uh, is probably going to become the next battleground state, uh, because, uh, places like San Antonio, um, uh, Houston and some other big cities are becoming incredibly influential, um, in the suburbs that exist around those cities, in the cities themselves. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's, you know, it's probably going to add an, some more Democrat seats to the Senate in the next uh, coming years and, and Congress uh, in the next coming years. Um, so there's that. Uh, uh, oh, wait, where was I going? That was federal funding. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, like, small states. Texas is getting all your people. Right. Usually there's opportunities for, like, federal grants and stuff when you're bleeding, so to speak. Um, I think uh, in countries, if you are a uh, country that promotes a lot of education after having been a very impoverished country, like a lot of Eastern Bloc nations in the EU or or in Europe in general, um, there's something called, uh, it's like brain bleed or brain death, where you focus so much on education, but you don't have any resources for those educated people to like live so, like, they don't have any jobs, so, like, they'll go ahead and leave. Well, the federal government um, will often provide federal funding for different types of things for different states, depending on the state's stature. Um, that can help benefit your state uh, and the 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 disproportionate, su- uh, growing impoverished or disproportionate disparities in your states. Uh, it gives opportunity uh, or it can give opportunity for those grants and stuff, or loans and, and stuff like that. Uh, business decisions are also made off of uh, the census. Uh, people will or will not open businesses based off census data because census data is uh, so 
broad. Like usually when you're taking surveys or you're doing censuses or you're doing uh, statistical demographic research for like anything, you want as broad of a sample size as possible to get the most accurate thing. And that's like true for almost every aspect of science. The more information you have, the more uh, precise or potentially precise your conclusion could be. Um, so, and that goes back to like federal funding that goes back to state representatives, uh, all of these things kind of like tie, tie together, um, and they affect each other. Um, so if you weren't able to do it this year and it's closed already, I'm sorry, do it next year or not next year, but do it, uh, next time it comes around in 10 years. It's super important. Um, literally can change how a state is represented. Um, and you can change the long-term uh, things in that state. So first of all, that we talked about health insurance like ten minutes ago with the <laughs> mental health and everything, and this is this also ties into that. Did you know Obama in his first year of president when he pushed the ACA, he was trying to get a public option available? So no. <laughs> no, most people don't. I didn't know this until I saw an interview with him recently where he's like, yeah, when we were pushing the ACA through, there was initially talks and there was a written documentation of a public option in the original ACA, but I didn't have the votes there. And uh, this goes back to the Senate. This goes back to the census. Right. Um, Obama didn't have the votes. Well, guess what's public? The votes. You can look at who voted, where they vo- uh, where they represent. You can also look at um, how they voted. Um, and there's something else, too. I forgot the third thing. I always forget the third thing. Uh, I'm going to flash this up here. It's a uh, CNN politics thing. The Senate was the one that voted down the public option for the health care bill. Congress voted yes in favor of this. Do you know the conversation that would have been had over the past eight years if we had a public option? Mm. Bernie Sanders' main thing probably wouldn't have been Medicare for all because we would have had a public option. Maybe, maybe it would have still been because we can't really like know for sure. But that was right. his biggest thing. And we saw it this year, or I guess last year, during the presidential primaries and the preceding time running up to that, Mm -hmm. many of the candidates took the Medicare for all or a public option position, partly because Bernie Sanders made it so open uh, in the previous presidential election cycle. That was his thing. That was his platform. Um, And many of us may not remember this, but when Obama initially ran, he actually talked about the ACA having a public option uh, in his in as part of his campaign i don't think he made it like a big enough part of it um there also was it, the country was different that was like more than 20 years ago <laughs> or not more than 20 years it was uh it was more than 12 years it was 12 years ago a little more than 12 years ago because presidential campaigns start like a year or two before so it was a little more than 12 years ago so um the country was very different so it might have been different the census determines your senate uh, your Senate representation. The Senate voted "fuck you" on the public option. That's what that's what they effectively said. They voted "fuck mm. you." Let's look at 
how the Senate voted. Uh, and my, so my, my question is yeah. how close was the vote? Um, not very. Required <laughs> for majority was half. So like 51% or something like that. Right. Uh, vote number was 396. So 396 people voted in the Senate. Um, or no, that was the vote number. I don't actually know what that means anymore. Because now I'm seeing the yay, nay, not voting. Anyway, the vote counts was uh, 60 yay, 39 nay, and one of them did not vote. And if we look at who voted and how, and what party they represented, all of the Democrats voted in favor. Every single Democrat voted in favor of a public option at the time. Mm -hmm. That last portion that did not allow it was literally all Republicans, every single one of them, every single one, Tennessee, Wyoming, Utah, Missouri, Kansas, North Carolina, Georgia, Oklahoma, Missouri, I mean, Mississippi, Maine, uh, Tennessee, Texas, Idaho, South Carolina, Nevada, Wyoming, South Carolina, Iowa, New Hampshire, Utah, Texas, Oklahoma, Georgia, uh, Nebraska, Arizona, Florida, um, Indiana, Arizona, Kentucky, uh, Either that's Alaska or Arkansas, I don't remember. Um, Idaho, Kansas, again, either Alaska or Arkansas, twice, Maine, South Dakota, Louisiana, Ohio, uh, Missouri, or Mississippi, or whatever. And then Kentucky again for the not voting. Literally, like, okay, Ohio is already a battleground state, okay? Texas, we just talked about it, is becoming a battleground state. Um, Florida's a battleground state. Florida is currently a battleground state. Um, that was just, that's uh, four states, and they were mentioned multiple times in there. If we had, can you imagine, like, talking about instead of, man, it'd be really fucking nice if we had public health insurance, or at least an option for that. And instead of talking about that, we're talking about, wow, how nice is it to have public health insurance as an option? <laughs> like, this would be a completely I, I, different world 12 years later. I didn't know it was that close to getting to a public vote or a public it's, option. It's super, super important. It's it's yeah. just so important. Um, again, 60 yay, 39 nay, one voted no. Hmm. I just, and it's just so important, guys. It's just so important. Um, that was the Senate. And then I have, I'm just showing this on screen just to show like, you know, where to find it kind of congress.gov senate.gov they show the voting stuff uh this one here um this is the 113th congress it was presented again uh later by a different representative uh in 2013 so Mm. obama has been elected he's gone through 2008 2012 that was his first uh first period of his first term in office second term 2012 was elected again they put they tried voting on it again and Mm -hmm. because we know we're not talking about how we have public health insurance and we're actually talking about how we don't have it it obviously did not make it through so it's just important guys vote census and for all those people right now who are on the left who hate electoralism who hate the way politics currently goes, this is how you change it um, without, you know, revolution. Because as we talked before, the revolution is not happening tomorrow. 
and even if it did, we wouldn't win. Um, I think this is this is broad. This is hard to pin down because um, <clears throat> first of all, just because you're a registered Democrat doesn't necessarily mean that you would you fall in line with all Democrats. You know, whatever. Same thing with Republicans; uh, they don't all fall in line with this. I would be I would be willing to bet that far left um, thoughts and notions stop in the population of the United States at most at 20%. I think Mm -hmm. at most we'd have 20% of that people who are willing to participate in a revolution. um, I don't even think you'd have half. We're talking maybe 10%. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's actually 18% who would be willing to participate in a revolution. Even if it was the case, we don't have the power. We don't have the nukes. Um, the left tends to be made up disproportionately so of impoverished individuals, obviously, because mm-hmm. we're the party or not. We're the party. We're the people who advocate for fixing these issues. A lot of times it's because of experience of these issues or current living of these issues. Right. So shit on Biden all you want. That's fine. Let's vote for him now. Get the fascist out of power. Okay. Vote for Democrat senators or, you know, uh, DSA senators or Congress people. Um, they are out there. Green Party senators or Congress people. That's fine too. It makes they, it for the, those people are more likely to vote for um, a public option than like a Republican, but so is a Democrat. Most people don't have that option to vote Green or to vote DSA or to vote um, whatever, you know. For those like me, I live in a county, I live in a Senate representation representation where I don't have somebody that far on the ballot. I've ended up voting Democrat because as we saw, 100% of Democrats voted in favor of this. Mm-hmm. 100%. So they're willing to fall in line, We, but we have to change the rest of it. And the only way to do that is to fill out the census and to vote. Like, that's that's it. Um, otherwise, you that, you're talking about a fruitless revolution that probably won't happen. So, Would you say that people like um, Alex Ocasio... Uh, <clears throat> AOC? AOC, yeah. Ale- uh, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez? That's her. Yeah. It's a, um, it's a long name. Would you say that people like... Would you say that she's been influential to people that are like her? Oh, like, hell yeah. Are, more far left or whatever that Hill, are running her and um i th- i oh, i hope i don't pronounce her name wrong but ilhan of mm-hmm. uh, i forgot her last name she, she's from minneapolis also right yeah but those like those two representatives specifically i think are incredibly influential and i think they're like the perfect example of like how we can move forward because right. i would imagine that aoc specifically is probably like a socialist like even if she right. doesn't like specifically say she is, I would imagine that in her private time when she's writing in her journal, you know, which I recommend everybody does because it's really great for like your mental health and keep. I just I love it personally, but you know maybe it's whatever. I hope someone else is able to find something with that. You're, but you're when, an advocate. She, when she's writing in her journal, I bet she's talking about how like man, I can't wait for like comp communist bread to fucking take over the world and just like we all eat you know commie bread or something i don't know like i i would imagine she's talking about that because she's already willing to go further than some of her 
uh, Democrat constituents um, wow. when it comes to some of these positions. And she's outwardly spoken against like people like Pelosi, uh, uh-huh. which I have mixed feelings about, but I think she's able to play the game fairly well. You know, uh-huh. whatever you shit on her, shit on Pelosi all you want. She's been doing it for a long time, and she has one of the most consistently left-leaning voting records uh, in Washington right now. So, uh-huh. shut on her all you want. That she voted, she voted in favor of all this shit. So, right. it's it's just like if you want to fix shit, this I is how. Gonna, I was going to give you an applause for all of that. I, I was really <laughs> conflicted on what I was going to talk about this week. Because there's yeah. so much that happened, um, and I kind of like settled on this finally. I just love your passion, man. It's really so, great. <laughs> uh, it's okay to take a compliment. There's more. There's more that could be said on this. Obviously, yeah. Sorry, my daughter's looking at me with a big fat smile. It's so cute. Um, <laughs> there's more that could be said on this. Obviously. Um, and there are people who are better and they know more about this than I do. I mean, I'm fairly certain I've gotten like a ton of shit wrong um, already. Like it's when it comes to like how each thing breaks up or whatever. I, I don't care about getting the small things wrong so much. The broad topic is vote, participate. If you And in, in addition to that, participate in getting these people voted too. You know, I volunteer from time to time locally here with our Putnam County Democratic little party group thing here. Uh-huh. It's mostly made up of uh, elder, older people because that's the, those are the people who have the free time to do, do stuff. You know, right. if you have like one day off, see if message somebody, find find out who that person is, con- message them, hey, look, I'm, this is me, I'm, this is what I value, whatever. Um, I'm looking to participate somehow. Um, I'm free during these times. And like, that's pretty much it. You know, Mm -hmm. they probably have something for you to do. I, I've helped start uh, the Putnam Democrat YouTube thing. uh, And we started recording some things and he's got an editor now. And yeah, we don't have a lot of money for production stuff. Their cameras are bad. Their mics are bad. The point is, they're putting out information, and they're trying to grow the party in Putnam County. (laughs) And hopefully, that party will grow to a point that we can splinter off of it, and we can start talking about how the Green Party was represented for the first time as a Senate seat in Putnam County. Or whatever, you know, state representative number district I am. I think it's like mm-hmm. 19 or 23 or something like that. Are, are you saying that you're going to be running soon? No. <laughs> God, no. <laughs> God, no. Is but, that a compliment? <laughs> God, no. But, I mean, that's how that works. That's how that leads. Because, you know, New York City wasn't always just like, oh, yeah, we have all of these options. You know, New York City probably has the some of the furthest left options now because it was uh, such a populated city of left-leaning people. If you mm-hmm. can expand your, um, your moderate position, you know, if I can expand into the independent position here, which makes up, uh, I think it makes up about 40% of voters here, I think. 
Uh, well, maybe it's, third. It's Hold on. I don't. Uh, Putnam County. I'm sorry. I think Putnam County has oh. 19,000 registered Democrats, 25,000 Republicans, and the remainder is independent. Something like that. Um, <clears throat> it's a fairly large group of independents. If I if we can move those people left leaning or are willing to vote Democrat and some at some capacity, um, mm-hmm. that's going to be a win. If we can get some of the moderate Republicans to move over to be considered like a moderate Democrat, that's that's a win. You know, it's a short term win, but that's something that will lead to 20 years down the line being I have a Green Party candidate being able to represent or being able to be voted in my my district. Right. That's how that works. It takes time. It takes filling out the census every 10 years and it takes actually like voting and, and not just in the in the in the primaries every four years. Yeah, like and not just, just in the primaries. Midterms are super important. Election. Midterms yeah. are so important because midterms have congressmen or congresspeople, and midterms have senate people. And those right. people shot down our chance of having a public option last time. Right. Let's not let it happen I think, again. I think the last midterm was the biggest turnout ever for yeah. uh, for midterms. Right. Yeah. Something it was. like that. Which is it great. It's awesome to hear. It's good news. Yeah. Let's do the same thing this year. Right. And let's do the same thing for the next midterms. Right. Oh, I I, I definitely agree with you, man. It's it's very, very important. To <laughs> oh make my gosh. Voice I'm done. Be heard. <laughs> I'm done. Again. Gabriel. I love it. Um like guns is cool or whatever, but what I feel like what you're saying and you know, you bring a lot of uh passion and 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 uh ideology to the to the podcast that's um it's refreshing to hear so thank you i appreciate it <laughs> thank you mm-hmm. do you want to just wrap it up there did you have anything else to say that's it i'm done my voice hurts now <laughs> okay well no worries um well let me just throw out a little uh housekeeping kind of stuff yeah um shout out to everybody as as i say like to say in every every episode uh everyone that's either subscribed or just listens, uh, who's written reviews, all that kind of stuff. We're, we're kind of slowly but uh, positively uh, showing up in people's, uh, you know, news feeds and, and, and on the uh, all the different channels that we're on right now. So, um, And we appreciate the growth, too. Like, yeah, thank you. Thank everybody you, everybody. That's, that's been giving us feedback has been really great. Um, I have an idea for another uh, guest for next week. I'll run that by you. Uh, when we're not recording, Woo-hoo. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, we had our first guest with um, our friend Artorius, and that was really well received. So I want to do it again, um, and we're, that's just going to be something that I think we can do regularly. It was a lot of fun, and yeah, so we're gonna we're just going to keep on keep it going, and maybe we'll do some kind of like special election night uh, live stream or coverage or something. That would be cool. Um, that would be cool. And figure out something uh, on that end, and yeah, thanks, thanks a lot for for just sticking with us. So, um, real quick, I guess too, just, um, I want to see if we can. I've, I'm putting them in the uh, description every time as well. Uh, I'll be providing a link for Poro uh, Orlando. Uh, mm. It's the nonprofit we yes. talked about a couple episodes ago. Um, they're always looking for donations. They're always looking to help people. Uh, they take in uh, people who need housing. Uh, families, women and children, get them fed, uh, keep them up like that. So until the day that 
money does not matter and everybody has a place to live and health insurance is widely and freely available until that day comes uh let's support nonprofits like them uh and specifically them as i'll be uh, providing their link in the description below um mm-hmm. so any help would be appreciated absolutely that's our, our good friend nathan is um sort of in, in charge of that with uh with our group of people so um yeah absolutely support uh the nonprofits that are out there and uh i guess we'll just leave it there so thanks for listening and we will see you guys next time Woohoo! come back next week bye <laughs> bye